Hey guys, you're listening to Talk Space with Jen and Kui. I'm your girl, Jen. And I'm your girl, Kui. And this is our Safe Space podcast, where we talk about all things life, from professions to family to love and all the things in between. But from our perspective, of course. So grab your favorite drink, have a seat, and let's just chat. Girl, hey. Hey, girl. What is up? Trying to sound all sultry, okay? You know, I figure since we're giving the people this whole relationship series that I could sound a little sexy while we did it. No, it's not working. All right, I'm done. I support it. I support it. Okay, with the sexiness yourself. I'll see what you did there. Baby daddy, if you listen. Oh, Lord. All right. Anyway, (laughs) not the quiet storm. (laughs) All right. Anyway, so guys, um, if you've been following us on social media, you know that we are about to start the relationship series. It is time for it. And I think we're pretty excited about it. Y'all know I love talking all things relationships. So in this episode, we want to talk about just kind of like dating today, being in a relationship, um, setting expectations, the importance of communicating those expectations and having, you know, like your own set of standards. Um, I think it's super important for people to establish all of those things, both independently and within the relationship itself. I agree. I agree with that. So we all know that Quee is married. So she's not been dating. <laughs> she's all the way taken. That's not true. See, that's, that'd be the problem. Wait a people second. People think you stop dating. No, people think you stop dating. And I may not be dating multiple people. I am dating my husband. That's what I was dating, referring to. Dating is still very important, even in a marriage. Absolutely. I can completely agree with that. Um, so. But I think I should have probably said it. I should have worded it a little differently. Because what I meant was dating in the sense of still trying to find your person. Right. So you're out, you're going on different dates with different people, different days of the week. I mean, you can definitely role play and switch it up and do all that stuff when you're in the relationship. But you're not on the dating apps. You're not doing speed dating. You're not doing blind dates and things of that nature. You are dating your forever person. And that's amazing. Oh, girl, that sounds exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely can be. It definitely, definitely can be. But I think it's more exhausting if you don't communicate effectively, if you don't have standards and you're just all over the place with your dating. And then if you don't have your own set of expectations and you don't communicate those expectations. I could definitely see. I mean, in order to get my person, I had to date. So, yes, I absolutely 100% agree. And I think that having those expectations having those standards and then having that communication is how you find your person. Absolutely. Hello. Absolutely. So when we're talking about expectations, everything, not everything, but we can see nowadays on social media that red flags are trending, right? Like every couple of posts is about a red flag and how to notice red flags and things of that nature and how not to tolerate red flags. And While I agree with a lot of those, I do want to say that red flags are different for every single person. So don't necessarily establish your red flags based on what someone else's red flags are. 
So a red flag for one person may be that you know, if someone, if you're introduced to someone and they don't have a high school diploma, let's say that may be a red flag for someone. Whereas other people are like, okay, you don't have a high school diploma, but you're still an intelligent person. Maybe you still make six figures. Maybe you're an entrepreneur and you have your own business. You know what I mean? So I think it's super, super important for us to not make other people's red flags our red flags. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because at the end of the day, I think it just comes down to when you're dating, in my you know opinion from when I was dating, when you're dating, those expectations, those standards, those are yours. So so what if your homegirl don't like that your dude don't have his high school diploma? Well, guess what? So you don't got a damn. So mm-hmm. it's not your for sure. Definitely, for sure. I also think that I think I think a lot of red flags that I'm seeing nowadays in all these like social media posts are kind of superficial red flags. Like yeah. I think I feel like somehow we're going back to the superficial of relationships because when we see other people having these supposedly quote unquote healthy relationships online, we then whether we realize we're doing it or not, I think we then compare our relationship or our relationship status to theirs, right? Hashtag couple goals or hashtag relationship goals has been trending for forever. But again, going back to those red flags or those expectations, your goals may not be someone else's goals. And I think we have to realistically kind of look at, okay, this is social media. This is probably posed or this is someone else's situation, but it's not necessarily your situation. Right. And I think, too, it's very important. I'll say this. I think I know this. I know this a little bit different. And I laugh and joke with my friends who are single, who are out in the dating world and navigating it and being, again, two, 30 years old and dating is a nuance in its own because dating, like when I met Kevin seven plus years ago, and dating like how they date now it's a little bit of a different like realm I feel like so we I laugh and joke with my friends all the time and they say you know because one of the things is I don't know if I've ever mentioned it before but I actually met Kevin on a dating site and not like Christian Mingle but like Plenty of Fish which is like apparently one of the most raunchiest dating sites (laughs) out there I mean and at the time and it's so funny and maybe you know later on in this series I'll talk about like how we met and what our story was. But, you know, I always tell them, I'm like, oh, why don't you get on the dating site? And they're like, girl, there is pee in the pool. Okay? <laughs> there is pee in the pool. It is not the same. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're meeting some, or if you're trying to jump on a dating site now to meet somebody with a longing connection or trying to build it, it's not going to happen. I missed the window. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, well, unfortunately you know how is it like navigating that like how where do you i guess like with social media where do people actually like meet? are people still trying to date online oh i think absolutely covid is a thing so people people aren't like meeting people at the grocery store are they like are people still trying to do that like what's what's going on how are people dating these days there are plenty of people that could care less about covid and are still going out and you know, meeting people regularly and going out to the, I don't know why meeting people in a club was ever a thing, but going out to the club, meeting people, going to the grocery store, meeting people. But I still think that dating online is still a big thing, clearly because the show Catfish is still around. 
So clearly, people are still meeting people online. Which baffles me. How are we still getting catfished, people? There's like a whole like formula. So when you know you're being catfished, how the formula is out there. How are we still being catfished? You know, I think it's because a lot of people are just in denial. And a lot of people, and this is, this is kind of the tricky part about online dating, right? Because we tend to focus in on those conversations and we develop these conversations um, and we talk about these intimate things because we feel a connection with someone all before a lot of people, not, not everyone, but all before you actually meet the person. And so then you keep hanging on to the possibility of potentially meeting that person, or you keep hanging on to the excuses that they give as to why you can't even video chat. I mean, come on, guys. It is 2022. There is no reason why you have been talking to someone for seven years and have never video chatted with them. Seven years? Like in that time, they couldn't I mean, borrow even, a phone. Even Facebook, Facebook Messenger or something, child. Okay, right. even if you ain't got an iPhone for FaceTime, or you don't want to download Skype or Teams or Microsoft Chat or any whatever it is, honey, Facebook Messenger, you can video chat. Very much so. Um, for I just me, point it's out the, the people. Fact, oh, go ahead. I just want to point out the fact that all of the video messaging apps that you just mentioned are. Like apps that we use for work. You didn't say WhatsApp. You didn't say Duo. You didn't say anything social related. You definitely can tell that you are very much used to handling virtual meetings for work. And not only that, but I also ain't on WhatsApp trying to talk to nobody because I ain't trying to chat with nobody. Don't judge me. Okay. Gian, do not judge me. Okay. Because no, I don't know. I do not know how people in the dating pool out here communicating with folks. I know Facebook Messenger is a thing, and that's just because my mom and them just got iPhones, so that's how we <laughs> communicated before. So don't judge me. My bad. Okay, WhatsApp. Uh, what you said the mother things are? Um, so the only ones that I know are like WhatsApp and Google Duo because I use that with like my brothers and my mom and stuff whenever we're not together. We do Duo because they don't have iPhones either. <laughs> so. That's the not not you just making me feel crappy just now. No, 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 not crappy. I just wanted to kind of, you know, point out that you you Now, y'all, she just made me feel 65 and retired from the social scene. No, 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 no. You can just tell that you are very much used to conducting meetings for work because those are those. So people, regular people don't be work. talking like on teams and shit like that. I don't know. Cause I don't. Or Skype. I don't, does anybody use Skype anymore? I don't know. I just use Zoom and Teams for everything. Well, and it kind of makes sense for what you just said, because the last company I worked for, they, that's how we, that was our chat. We had Skype. Was it Skype? Skype is the blue one, right? Yeah, but Zoom is blue as well. No, but Skype looked like a bubble, like a cloud. Yeah. Almost. Honey, even back in 2010, when I first went to college, I was boo-booing people, okay? So, y'all can't tell me you've been talking to these people for all these years, and in the year of our Lord, 2022, you ain't ever been on a FaceTime. And for me, it's not even them. It's not even the video message. It's I've never talked to them on the phone. You mean right. to tell me you ain't never even sent the audio message like a... You know, sometimes, girl, we got to tell a little quick story, especially if you have an iPhone, you send a quick little audio chat, boo-boo-boo, real quick. You know what I'm saying? Stop playing. Y'all, you being catfish. If you listening and you dating somebody and you've been dating them for five years and you ain't met them or seen them in person and they saying that they phone broke, 
honey, it's all a lie. It ain't who you think it is. So that brings us to standards and red flags, right? Because to me, that would be, first of all, (laughs) if we've been talking a couple of weeks and I have not, like, and we've only been texting for a couple of weeks and I have not heard your name, you know, like I haven't heard your voice or I haven't seen your face, that's a problem for me. I need to know uh, that you're not one of those recapture things where you have to check to make sure you're not a robot. I need to make sure you're not a robot. I mean, not me right now because I'm not, you know, out there dating. Don't come for me. But... But, comma, um, yeah, that's a that's a huge thing, right? So that's an expectation that needs to, let me not say needs to because everybody's different, but I think that's a standard or an expectation that should be readily communicated. If we're going to do online dating, if we meet online, I need to be able to see you or speak to you within a certain amount of time, period. There's no way that I could, for me, absolutely go weeks and weeks and months and years and have this connection with the person that I've never met. I mean, and not really be feeling bad because like people be all really in love. I'ma tell you too, for me, I am a person who really does I fall in love with the conversation, mm-hmm. the interaction, that part of the chemistry before I do physical physical attraction. That's just always been mm-hmm. me. Like in my dating past and even with my husband, I love the fact that he was able to stimulate me mentally. In our conversations and things like that. So that is important. However, honey, if I don't know what you look like, boo, I don't give a damn. A picture ain't doing nothing for me. Right. And then why are we not requesting like right now pictures? Why are we just going off of the clearly social media cropped out pictures? This was not I don't want to see no pictures. But it is But it is. Because that's part of, listen, this is a part of the navigation on, this is part of navigated dating as well, too. Yeah. Like, why are we still requesting pictures at all? I need you to put a look, put my name on a piece of paper and hold it up, okay? I need to know you a real person. Because I need to know you ain't using Bob Johnson down the street pictures, too. That's very important. Not Mr. Johnson. Yeah, Bob Johnson down the street. Lord, not with the riding mower. I'm screaming that you just gave a whole fake person a whole real narrative. Y'all know what? Yeah. Yeah. I made up a fake neighbor just now. And this girl gave him a whole, in her head, in two seconds. Y'all didn't see it, but I did. She gave him a whole career, a whole hobby, and he's a lot, riding oh, lawnmower enthusiast <laughs> all in four seconds. Y'all didn't even see that. I love it. I'm here for With that. With the overalls. With the overalls. And we know what he looked like. She did all of that in her head. Yes, in three and a half seconds. Belly. I seen it. Girl, please. Listen, y'all already know what I'm about to say. I'm going to control all delete and log off because I don't have time for it today. Okay. Let's bring it this back. Thing. They need to hear this. We need to talk about this. Let's bring it back. I'm going to leave Like how Kevin be people. asking me, you sleepy? Kevin asked me that like I'm a toddler. When I get that big gravy, like, you sleepy? Yes. I know. <laughs> I feel like rubbing my eyes right now. <laughs> Listen. All right. Whew. I'm back. Okay. So Jen, what do you think as far as like, so we, we talked about like, you know, we did kind of go on a rant, just not about fat, uh, catfish, but it, how do you feel about communication? Like, what do you feel like the levels of communication are like, even before you get into an actual relationship, like, let's just say you found somebody who you like, y'all haven't decided to be exclusive. What the, what does that communication look like for you? Like, wow. like what are your expectations on that communication? That's a really great question. So for me, 
it's extremely important to pursue something or even, you know, get involved even very lightheartedly with someone who matches my communication style. Because that's the thing that people don't realize. There are different styles in the way that we communicate. Some people are what we consider over communicators. Some people don't communicate at all. Some people, you kind of have to, it's it's like, um, like you play and pin the tail on the donkey to determine what it is that they're trying to say, because they're not really saying it, but you think they're saying it. But if you ask them if that's what they're saying, then they think that you don't understand what they're saying. You see, you see how that just got real convoluted. Exactly. Exactly. So it's important for me to first establish if we have similar communication styles. And the only way that you can do that is with consistency. Consistency for me is extremely important. Like, and I'm not saying that we would have to talk every single day, all day, but If we kind of have a rhythm where we talk a couple of times a week, then let that be our consistent rhythm. If we have a rhythm where we, you know, talk every day, let that be our consistent rhythm. Because consistency for me is the one thing that I cannot compromise on. I absolutely cannot compromise on consistency. I have the personality that is kind of like, When I'm used to one thing and then something changes and I don't have an explanation for that change or I'm not even sure why something has changed or if it's really changed or I don't do well with that. So consistent like a type A person. It's a capital A, bold letters, (laughs) 1000 size font. (laughs) It is completely a type A. Absolutely. I will never even deny that. I just... I just prefer consistency, you know, and even in my friendships, we don't have to talk every day. Hell, we don't even have to talk every week. I have certain friends that will just check in every couple of months with each other, but that is our consistency, you know, it's so that that's important to me. The communication style I'm looking for is something that is consistent. Let's determine if we can talk consistently, whatever that's going to look like. And, you know, then we can take it from there. Yeah, absolutely. I tend to sometimes also be an over communicator when I am interested or when I am invested in the situation, I can over communicate. If I don't over communicate with you, that means I'm not invested. That's so interesting. I mean, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that because I, I, I don't know you, I, I don't know relationship you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I've seen you in relationships, but I don't know you in a relationship. So that's very interesting that you're saying that if you're interested, you're over communicated because I don't see that. I know. I know. But that's how I am when, if I am close to someone or I intend to get close to someone, I absolutely mm-hmm. over communicate. And I think that's because in my non-intimate or non-close relationships, I don't do that. So there's mm-hmm. always, I think people never really feel like they know me. But if we're close, you know me because I'm like telling you about my day. I'm telling you, you know, the crazy, ridiculous thoughts that come into my head. I'm giving you my corny jokes. I'm telling you what new project I think I want to start. Even if I never started, I'm I'm definitely communicating that. But yeah, that's one thing that someone will know about me. If I don't do that, if I'm just like, hey, yeah, I'm good. I'm chilling. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Or if I let another person just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and I don't ever say anything, I'm not invested. And in saying that, even in like our family settings, I can see, I can see that now. 
Because there are times and there are certain family members who we're with and you're very vocal. You're very, like, social, I'll say. And you're not ever not social, but you get what I'm saying? Like, the, we get to see the layers of you. We get to see mm-hmm. your personality. We with other people, y'all, should be in the back. You don't want to talk to nobody. And if you notice, those are typically the times where I'm like trying to orchestrate something, right? Like I'm trying to stay busy or trying to make sure, you know, just to Mm kind of not have that. Because for me, it's all about feeling comfortable and feeling good and feeling like I'm not going to be judged for like being me. Because I can be a lot. I know that. I show up and I'm a lot all the time. Why show up if you're not going to do the most? (laughs) That's just kind of my motto. Absolutely. So if I know that me being the most in a situation, or even if I feel it, sometimes energy will shift mid-situation and I'll just scale it back and I'll just kind of chill. No, that makes sense though. But you know, I, I feel like that too. I feel like the communication is very important. Also for the consistency of the, not just the consistency itself, but just for setting kind of like what the, I guess what the steps are. So if you find somebody, right, you're talking, you're what we call the talking phase with somebody, you guys haven't decided to be exclusively boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever your, you know, girlfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is. You guys haven't decided that, but you both are, you know, showing interest. That communication or being consistent with that communication is going to help build that relationship, in my opinion. So if, one person isn't communicating or it's like pulling teeth to get that person to talk to you or reach out to you or whatever, then it kind of kills the relationship in a sense. So yeah, like I I would agree with that because I think for me, it's so weird because for me in the dating process, like kind of thinking back on it, reflecting now, I always really enjoyed the relationships where there was like a set schedule of how we would communicate. You know what I'm saying? And not necessarily saying like, okay, it's Tuesday at five o'clock and I need to be talking to you or I got an attitude. But like, for the most part, we talk these at this time during the day, or if this amount of time is going by and we haven't spoken, then both of us are like kind of reaching out at the same time. So yeah. I love that. I love that. Like, I love when, not that, not that predictability is a necessity for me because it's not, but I love that if I'm talking to someone consistently, then I know When I wake up in the morning, if we've been talking every morning on our way to work, you know, that I'm going to get that call. It kind of creates like this safety, this feeling of safety, right? This net, this blanket that feels super warm and cozy. And like, that's what you can count on. And to me, that's a huge thing. If I, if I know that I can count on you for whatever it is, even if it's something super small, just like calling me in the morning or calling me before you go to bed. Or I know that I can call you in the morning, you know, or call you before you go to bed. That's amazing to me. Like that is kind of like the hook, line, and sinker, you know? It's just, I don't know. I shouldn't say that's the hook, line, and sinker because honestly, like there's a lot that goes into it, but just like you said, the consistency. No, but that's important. But but not only that, but like also too, and like y'all can be honest, that feeling of being wanted, meaning that somebody Mm. is actively reaching out to you and you're not the only person who's like, Hey boo, what are you doing? But like that person is also like, I miss talking to you. Where you at? What's going on today? That like girl, Oh, he want me or she want me. That feels good. That, that makes you feel good. So 
And, you know, I am the closest, I find that I am the closest to people that ask me about me, that ask me about my day. Like, yeah, of course, I could just call you and start blabbering and tell you about my day. But I, I think I feel that if you ask me, it shows that you are invested. It shows that you want right. to know. Right. And it cre- it eliminates that that barrier of assumptions and communication. And the fear that. of doubt, too. The right. Fear of doubt. Right. Effective communication will absolutely do that. So one thing that you mentioned um, a little bit ago was just like, if you're not dating exclusively, you know, at least you'll know like kind of where you stand, essentially. I know I'm paraphrasing that, Mm -hmm. but at least you'll know where you stand with that person. And honestly, effective communication eliminates assumptions and assumptions are what cause us anxiety, what cause us stress, what cause us doubt, what cause a breakdown in the situation or in the relationship or in the the dating scene because we don't know, right? And then if you're an overthinker or you're like a type A like I am, you're like, wait a second. Like, you know, you just kind of start overanalyzing things. So definitely if we can effectively communicate those standards, those expectations, what feels good, what doesn't feel good, it eliminates the assumptions and it eliminates some of the anxiety around dating. Because I think now there's there's a lot of anxiety around dating especially dating in your 30s. Like, that's a lot. You've got a career. Some people have kids. You've got to navigate around, you know, if you have a large family or if your parents are active in your life, there's a lot to consider. Adulting is not easy. There's so many, like, and it's so funny because like I said, talking with my friends is like, and they say, oh, it's just like when someone pees in the pool. Like it's a lot of people in the pool and somebody even peed in the pool. And it's exactly what it's like trying to figure out whether someone did or not and it's like I don't think at this space like I'm thinking about me mentally and like where I am in my head I do not think I could navigate the dating scene I don't think that I could do it but I also think that you might be a little jaded because you're married because you have that sense of not even because you're married just because you have that sense of stability within the relationship I think if you hadn't had that which I'm finding to be the case with a lot of people that are in our age range. They haven't had like that good, solid, powerful, empowering relationship yet. So it's why I think they can tolerate a lot of the things that I think you and I can't tolerate. But I think that also kind of leads to like this whole cancel culture situation as well. Cancel culture is a whole... I have my own personal beliefs about this cancel culture. Exactly. Cancel culture. Why is it even a thing? Why are we canceling things before we even try to invest in them? But, you know, we've had that conversation before where you and I and our little group of family, we kind of look at relationships a bit differently because we've had such really great examples of how to make a relationship work. And we've seen people really go through challenges and things of that nature that I think most people don't go through. So I think for us, cancel culture is stupid because we don't cancel people unless you just dirty and raggedy and a bomb. But I also think that's just, like I said, I think it just kind of goes back to one of the things that you first said, though. I think that this whole realm of social media and relationship goals or culture goals or trying to have like the perfect relationship online has really really altered dating reality 
You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I would like to say, like, what we've come from, like, you and I, you know, and I hope he doesn't get upset about me saying this, but Kevin comes from a divorced, you know, divorced parents. But, like, even that, so for me, watching my parents, you know, kind of go through all different phases of marriage and love, and then seeing him, you know, someone who does come from parents who are divorced, it really does make you want to create your own sense of stability, like for your kids. Like there are just certain things that him and I talked about early on that we're not going to allow like to be a part of our relationship because of the instability that it caused for us as kids. You know what I'm saying? So even beyond that, like I get the whole, maybe you've never been in that whole empowering relationship, but I think something that really just for me is having that standard that you're not just going to sit up and put up with somebody's mess Mm -hmm. for years and years and years and years and years and years because they've been around for years. Yeah, Like you have to have a standard (laughs) of what the hell you're going to put up with. And that's another problem too. The complacency of it Mm. all. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, like, let's be honest, like that, that goes into communication. It's like, if I need X, Y, and Z from you, and I'm telling you this, and I'm being conscious enough to verbalize it and not be passive aggressive about it, and you're not changing it, I'm getting the fuck on. Listen, that, wow. That is, I don't know if people even understand, like, the heaviness of what you just said, because that is such a real thing. And it's definitely something that you and I have, I I don't think I talked about it in our off conversations nearly as in depth as it could have gone, but it's definitely something Mm -hmm. that even in previous relationships with me, no, I shouldn't make that plural because it was really only one, but even with me, it was like, I knew what my standard was. I knew what my expectation was. And I noticed that over the years, I would let my standards slip and I knew I was doing it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm being too rigid. Let me just let that go. Okay. I'm I'm still being too rigid. Let me just let that go. Like, let me, you know, relax on this so that I can, I can for the sake of, uh, of history, right. For the sake of how long something was supposedly in the works, you mm-hmm. just, I think a lot of people have the tendency to just lax and and keep laxing and keep laxing. And then one day you just wake up and you're just like, I've clearly communicated this to you multiple times. I've clearly Mm -hmm. said, this is not going to work for me. You've clearly acknowledged it. You said it wouldn't happen again and it continued to happen. Right. And so I think everybody kind of, hopefully you get to this point where you just don't deal with it anymore. Um, But I'd like to say it's important for us to not really lax, right? Like there are some things you can definitely lax on. You know, we've all heard of the making the list of everything that you want your person to have. And, you know, no one's going to be perfect. No one's going to give you everything that's on your list ever. Like, and if they do, they're not being truly authentic to themselves. That means that they're just trying to please Absolutely. you. And and that's not going to be good because eventually Absolutely. resentment sets in. But I think we have to make sure that there are some things that we do not bend on. Like if you disrespect me in public, I cannot deal with you. I'm beating your ass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
If you, you know, I remember one time I had a conversation with someone and I said, listen, I really don't like when you do that. Like, I'm not trying to cause a huge issue, but I do not like when you do that because I felt a level of embarrassment by something that they had done that I was not familiar with at all. Like if I make fun of myself, if I joke about myself, that's great. That's fine. Whatever. Um, But I noticed that when this particular person got around certain people, they would do something and start saying things and, you know, act a particular way that I was not used to at all. And I remember saying, Hey, I don't like when you do this, it makes me feel this way, you know, and that was not respected. And so it like happened again and then happened again. And finally I was like, Nope, clearly you're not going to stop doing that. I absolutely think there's room. I think there's a standard and then there's like areas or things where you can compromise. Mm-hmm. Because you also have to consider the other person too. Like you have to consider what makes them comfortable as well. But I just think that, like you said, the history, I find that people get caught up on how long you've been in a situation and you lack your standards, things you know you wouldn't put up with normally. And things you'll sit with your friends and say, you know, girl, if your girl telling you she dealing with that with her new man, then you be like, girl, I don't know how you putting up with that shit. But at the same time, you've been putting up with that from your dude for 20 years. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I think it's definitely like one of those things where you can compromise on certain things. Or like you said, if you have a list, please be realistic about your list. Like, one of the things is when you're dating at this age, specifically now, I can't speak for nobody else. When you're dating at this age, the chances of you dating somebody who is an actual good candidate for dating without children is slim. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Right? Do you agree with that? Like, I don't know. I That's what I always say. Agree. I feel like if you're 30, like for me, I'll be 30 this year. So most of the time I've in my past, I've dated people who are about four or five years older than me. So if I'm looking at dating someone as old as someone is 35, the chances of me finding a guy that's 35 with no children, what is that looking like? Like, it's not impossible, right? No, I'm not saying it's not impossible. to get there, but it's like, I mean, and that's one of the things. So if you're like, I'm not going to date anybody with kids, Mm, baby, you might want to take that one off your list. Right. I'm not going to date nobody with 27 kids. <laughs> However, comma, you might get somebody with one or right. two. Or you might get someone that even though they have multiple children, again, not 27, that's a lot. My pockets can't afford that ever, right? But maybe they have all these children, but there's no drama, right? Because that's one of the main things. I'm not dating anybody with kids because you don't want to deal with the drama that can come with that. But if there's no drama and there's literally like a legit, comfortable, healthy co-parenting situation, then you don't have to deal with that. Right? So that could, that's where you could kind of compromise a bit. Now, if if you're on your first date, go ahead. I've heard women say they're not dating a man with kids because that takes time and injury away from the relationship being built that's valid though i mean it is but you 40 <sighs> i don't know why i always do the 10 year roundup like if you 30 it's your 40 okay what are you talking about oh lord listen 
I like what are you what are you saying right now? I can't. I can't. My train of thought is years, all the way At forty off. years old, he could have a child that's in college. What are you talking about? Right. Right. Absolutely. You know, and I don't want to discount anyone's feelings because honestly, dating someone with children, it can be very taxing. It can absolutely be very taxing, um, especially if they do a lot of a lot of things themselves um, or if they have that other parent who's just extremely needy. Like It can be taxing. And so I think that's very valid because you never really have time to develop your relationship with just you and that other person. You're always developing the relationship with another human being involved. Um, So it can be tricky. That's not one of my standards, but it can be tricky. My standard is there can't be any drama. (laughs) I've only dated, and I won't even, I don't even know if I want to call it dating because it wasn't like my boyfriend, but we were like in that talking phase and I really liked him. Uh And he had a child. And Prior to things beginning to get serious with us, there was no drama. This is why I say the whole no drama thing kind of gets a little bit blurred lines too, because there wasn't any drama. Like as we were in that talking phase, you know, while we were trying to figure it out, I really did like him. So I really was hopeful that the relationship might've blossomed. Mm -hmm. Um, But the moment that he kind of started having conversations with, with the child's mother about the fact that he was dating someone he would like, you know, I never met his daughter up until this point. Like I told him, I had the conversation with him that I did not want to meet his daughter until I met her mother. I wanted that to be clear. You know, he talked about how they had such a good relationship. Honey, as soon as she told him that, no, I, but I feel like you have to, because I don't think it's always necessarily super taxing to, date somebody with children I just think it's about that person's mentality and if that person is in a space to really create or foster an environment where okay yes I do have a I do have these responsibilities of being a parent and that goes above anything else but I do want to be able to get to know you just who you need so I told him you know when he told me that the relationship with the mother was great you know they had a good co-parenting relationship their daughter wasn't like a fresh baby their daughter was about five at the time I told him, like, I really would like to meet your child's mother before I ever meet your child. I told him that. I was like, so whenever you think you're ready for that, first of all, we need to be exclusive. I don't want to meet her as a girl you're talking to. Mm. If I meet her, I want to be your girlfriend. I want that to be clear. So, you know, as soon as he started having conversations with the child's mother about potentially meeting a girl that he's interested in, um, it went to shit. It went to hell in a handbasket. And I mean, it really got bad like for him and the relationship with his daughter i mean whereas he could pretty much call her any day of the week to pick up their daughter like hey i'm gonna pick her up from school today you know take her for some ice cream or take her to practice or whatever he was be doing with her that day now she's like no you're not and he was supposed to get her one weekend and this girl actually took the child to her mother's house and dropped her off for the weekend while she went and did her her business just so that he couldn't get his daughter the weekend because now he's dating somebody do you see what i'm saying so the whole it not being drama in the beginning it may be great in the beginning but you also got to think about the person from the other side because honey they get the flip and the switch and they find out the person ain't coming back oh that's that's girl that's five episodes right there okay Mm -hmm. i'm sorry i just kind of went on rant just now but that's real though that's okay so i do think that there's there's a lot of there's a lot of 
standards that you can set. But if you're dating, especially at this age, you got to kind of be realistic about what standards you're setting for real. And I want to kind of roll it back to something that you said um, as far as compromising. So definitely, I think there are going to be some people who do not want to compromise on their life at all. And I've experienced those people like you want to keep your single mentality, you know, or you want to keep everything the exact same about your life. But things can't stay the same because now you're introducing another person into your life. And so I think what we have to understand is that it's no more of just two individual people. Yes, you can still have your own life, but there's also something that we're building together. And that goes back to the standards and the expectations conversation and effectively communicating. And if that person is not willing to compromise on things, especially to make you feel like you're part of their life and not just trying to fit in like a puzzle piece, because some people Mm -hmm. will just try to get you to fit in, right? They just want you to fill in this little gap, this little space so that they can feel like they've got the whole package. If you're not a filler in type of person, then that's not going to be the situation for you. And so that's something that you have to realize for yourself. Are you, are you, right? Are you no, I'm agreeing. I'm, oh. I'm agreeing with you. I'm agree- I was like, wait, I'm not doing that. Wait, I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, I'm agreeing with you. Okay, but, period. Um, I was like, that was my period face. Sorry, I didn't have okay. a hand. It was like, period. I was like, is she trying to read me right now? But, no. um, but again, sometimes we hold on to these things, right? Because of history. And so there's like this. <laughs> this thing on social media, right? Like, girl, every time I done tried to be ride or die, I done died. <laughs> I done died. That's how I feel. I can't be Ain't ride no or die. ride, just die. <laughs> right. I can't be ride or die. Loyalty is a huge thing to me. And I know that in the past, I've tried to stay in situations for the sake of being loyal to the mm-hmm. history, to the connection that was there or whatever. I am not ride or die. I will ride with you up until the point that I feel like I need life support and then I'm out. Like if you're taking me like down that path that I feel like I'm in, (laughs) like I'm in the CPR and a defibrillator, I got to go. I can't, I cannot stick in there because what happens is, and we've alluded to this in other episodes. What happens is, is that you start to lose yourself. Like that is not good. Now that is, that's heavy there. Because, okay. But that's what it is. Like but you, that's real. You keep dying in these situations. Every single guys, listen. This is what I want to say, and this is coming from personal experience. It's come from research and studying and everything. Every time you are in a situation and you continually feel like a part of you dies, right? Or you continually feel like you have to. Who <laughs> listen? Don't get. Don't go to church on them now. Let me tell you the therapy that is happening in this episode. If you feel like you have to keep compromising and that other person isn't compromising and you're compromising on things that make you feel self-conscious and they make you question yourself and question your values and question the things that were important to you, you are dying in that relationship. Ain't no ride, just die. Just die. (laughs) And when you die in a relationship, resentment grows. Anger grows. Complications grow you will see that your communication style changes, right? So we just said that I over-communicate when I'm invested. My communication style will shut down. You will have attitude. You will have me popping off and not care. You will have me purposefully messing up 
what could be harmonious situations because I'm not going to let small things slide anymore. Right. So if you don't want to get to that point, you've got to make sure that you understand yourself, what your expectations are, that you understand yourself, what your standards are and what you can and cannot compromise. Period. Absolutely. Yes. And I think sometimes we don't know ourselves what our expectation is. We don't know ourselves what our standards are. And if you don't know that, your relationship Mm. cannot succeed. Unless you're just going to let that person have their way. Right. If you're just going to bend over yeah, backwards. But even and then, like, and that's something else too. That's another element to it. That pe- that pleasing part of it. Mm-hmm. Even then you're not happy if the other person is doing things, even if you don't have a standard or an expectation, you know, when something doesn't rock with you, honestly. Mm-hmm. And so even if that person is just getting their way and doing what they want to do, and maybe they feel a hundred percent fulfilled by the relationship because you don't have any standards set. You don't have any expectations set. You're not truly happy. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at Talkspace Jen and Queen. We'll talk to you guys on the next episode.